Hello, hello, hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and I am so excited to be able to share with you tonight. I want you to invite somebody to come in and to be a part of our discussion for tonight. Uh, this is a discussion that's... Um, I'm a little nervous about this one. I'm a little nervous about this one. I don't feel as versed in it, but it's something I want to address because um, Dear Heart reached out to me by way of email and asked me if I would address the issue of women today who feel invisible to men. And uh, I, ne- I have to be honest with you, I never realized, um, or should I say, I, I never really think a lot about that being an issue, but I, I can absolutely understand uh, how it could be and why it would be an issue today when we have um, a society that says pretty much you're kind of like over the hill after 25. You're 30 years old, you're done for. <laughs> That's really crazy to me. I have to be honest with you. And I mean, you know, I get it. I guess everybody has their own standards and their rules about how life is supposed to go. But I think in the real world, uh, 30 years old is, is still a baby for you. Know, I'm 56 years old. So 30 years old is a baby. But we have we have women out here that are 30 years old, 35 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 55, 60 that feel like it's just over. And and feel you feel like um, women are feeling like they are invisible in the world. And when you go into the world, you feel like all of the attention is on the little little the little children, the little girls, you know, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, uh, even from old geezers like myself, which is ridiculous to me. So, you know, I start with this. My my question is um, not so much that you you may feel like you're invisible, but who is it that you think you're invisible to? You know, in a lot of cases, you're 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 seeking the attention of men who don't even have a real self-concept. You're seeking to be seen by men who don't even see themselves. They are struggling with broken consciousness. They have been uh, slave conditioned to a misogynistic culture that preys upon the women in their circle. And so let's start there. You know, who is it that you feel like you're invisible to? Because a lot of times you're trying to be seen again, again by people who don't even have a healthy self-concept. These people have don't even have a healthy self-concept. But I have six things. I have six things that I want to deal with tonight. And I need you, <laughs> I need you all to promise me you're going to be nice to me tonight. Because you asked for it, and I got to tell you, got you know, this is the father-daughter talk type thing. This is the kind of stuff that you, your daddy should have sat you down and told you. Why do some women feel invisible to men? Well, I just gave, really gave you one, but I'm not going to call, let's use that as introduction. You, you're dealing with guys that don't have the capacity to see you. Uh, the Bible says, he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. When you are of, of wife quality and consciousness, 
the men that many of you are seeking, they are not at that level. They do not have that consciousness. They are not even seeking wives. They're seeking, you know, sex. And, you know, society has conditioned you to desire these men and to view these men as desirable when these men have been conditioned not to be able to see you. They don't, they don't, many of them don't wake up and their, their eyes, the eyes of their consciousness does not really come alive until they're old and done for. And they have no children. They have no woman. They've wasted their lives running behind this and running behind that and believing the hype. And, and so you're seeking to be seen by men. You're trying to be seen by blind men. But number one on my list, why do some women feel invisible to men? You, you may feel invisible to men because in reality, watch this, you're invisible to yourself. You may feel invisible to men because the reality is you're invisible to yourself. You have not accepted yourself. You do not esteem yourself. You have not um, celebrated yourself. And you leave out of your personal space into uh, the world, expecting that the world is going to give you something that you've not given yourself. If you can't see yourself, and if you can't own your own worth, you will never be able to conceive the idea that people on the outside of your world, outside of you in your world, can see you differently than you see yourself. It's a, it's a psychological thing, you know. Um, think about it like this. For me to do what I do, it means that I have to have a healthy self-perspective. There's no way in the world you sit in front of a camera and you talk to as many people as I do and you, you leave yourself open for criticism and judgment if you don't feel good about yourself. I have to feel good enough about myself every time I come on here. I have to feel good enough about R.C. Blake's that it doesn't matter what you think. And because I feel good about R.C. Blake's, I'm like surprised when people don't feel good about R.C. Blake's because I, I woke up this morning and I feel very good about R.C. Blake's. So I believe that the world will see me the way I see myself. And so when, when your self perspective is so skewed and so negative and so so toxic, it becomes problematic when you start talking about entering into a public space and expecting uh, to feel good about the response you get from especially men. If you look in numbers 13 and 33 and point number one, you're invisible to yourself. Maybe the reason you feel invisible to, to the world. In numbers 13 and 33, it says, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Read the whole story, but listen to the wording. Listen to the psychology. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. You always view other people 
seeing you the way you actually see yourself. See, now there are a lot of you that you say the right stuff. You talk a big game. I'm a boss chicken and, you know, I'm a, I'm a queen and I'm this and I'm that. I'm number one. I'm number one. But the reality is if we were to chisel away all of the facade and get down to the core of your true um, subconsciousness, you don't feel that way about yourself at all. You, you feel like, watch this, you feel like you're too heavy, you feel like you're too dark, you feel like you're too skinny, you feel like you're too pale, you don't like the sound of your voice, you don't like the texture of your hair, and you compile all of that stuff, and then you leave out of your house in the morning with that broken self-perspective, and then you look into the eyes of the world, and you, you have no choice but to view the world as seeing you the same way you saw yourself before you left out of your home. And so sometimes you're imagining that you're invisible when the reality is you're hiding. Boy, that's good right there. Sometimes you are imagining that you're invisible when the reality is you're hiding. I paused right there because I need you to think about that and I need you to breathe because that's heavy right there. I'm I'm invisible. No man, the men don't see me. Men don't see. No, no, you haven't. You have not recognized yourself. And because you don't recognize yourself and because you don't honor yourself. You're hiding. Number two, second reason. You may feel like you're invisible to men is that you have no no circle. You're not in circulation, in other words. And when I say that, I mean socially. You're not in a, you're not in any social um, rhythm, circulation. You go to work, home. If you're a church girl, you go to work, church, home. Work, church, home. Work, church, home. Uh, you know, you spend more time with your remote than you do other people. Your TV remote. You spend more time with your TV remote than you do other people. <clears throat> And, and I don't know how, how, you, how you can expect to be found or seen or appreciated when you're not present. So sometimes, listen to this statement very carefully. Sometimes you feel invisible because you are invisible. You ain't there. You ain't there. You, you, you're nowhere... Uh, to be found. You say, well, well, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't go to the clubs no more. And I ain't mad with you. I'm not mad with you about not going to the clubs because you ain't, ain't no husbands in no clubs. You ain't got nothing but one night stands in the clubs. Ain't, ain't no husbands there. But, but let me show you something. If you look in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Here's the principle. You don't have something great and you don't take a light and, and hide it under the table and then wonder why it's still dark in here. You take the light and you put it on top of the table. Well, you don't have all that God has invested in you and then hide it out in your in your living room every night. 
you know, hide it out in your cubicle on your job or hide it out in the choir stand at church and never go anywhere else. You, you have to you have to put yourself in a place where you, you begin to develop a, a social circle. You see, you, you got to be you got to be visible. Um, here's here's how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. You have to be where kings gather. If you're a person and you're saying, well, I'm healthy and, you know, I completely and totally love me and. You know, I find I find contentment in my purpose for being and all of that. And, you know, I got my life on point, but I'm looking for companionship. Well, that's a healthy perspective to come from. That's a healthy foundation. Well, after that, you you, you can't just sit in your house and pray for God to send you somebody. It's not like God going to be like the Amazon people or the FedEx people and knock on your door and, and drop a box off. No, you're going to have to be where kings gather. And that ain't the club. If you look in Proverbs 31, 22 and 23, it says she maketh herself. Speaking of the Proverbs 31 woman, the virtuous woman says she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Watch this. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Now, the gates represented the place of commerce and government. Every queen conscious woman should have a presence in things related to business, government, charity, etc. You have to be where kings gather. See, you start you start seeing a man that's um, actively involved in some kind of charitable outreach or a man that's involved in some kind of, you know, um, government, um, governmental function or involved in uh, some the business sector. Well, you got to start putting yourself in those places. You got to stop going to clubs, you know, expecting l- little boys with big toys at clubs to see you as a wife. They can't see you. You have you have to you have to begin to go where where kings gather, you know, volunteer at, at, you know, some charitable organization locally. You know, um, you have a certain political persuasion, be a part of some kind of uh, political function, you know, that that, uh, supports your particular candidate of choice or what have you. Begin to put yourself in places that do not demean you or degrade you, but puts you in alignment with with men that are on a different frequency. You got to stop running behind the focus and the attention of of grown boys. And now you have to begin to you have to rethink this thing. You have to begin to reposition yourself into a place where grown men might gather. So you have to what you got? You have to develop a circle. Now, number three. Why, why is it that, uh, why do some women feel invisible to men? You, you, you may feel invisible to them because you're actually invisible to yourself. Number two, you don't have any circle. You, 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 you feel invisible because you are, you're not present. Number three, no positive social energy. Now that's a big one right there. This is the one where I need you all to give me some grace and don't 
Don't run me out here. Don't throw don't throw uh, rotten tomatoes at me. You got to have as as a queen, you have to have positive social energy. Now, what do you mean by that? Okay, this is what I mean. How many times have you seen women in the store, in the mall, drugstore, whatever, and a man just simply says, hello. And she frowns, won't even look at the man, won't acknowledge the man, frowns and and storms off. And then the same woman that frowns at the man, won't say hello back to the man, it was just being nice, gets in the car 20 minutes later and complains to her girlfriend about how Uh, She can't find a man. Men never approach her. Well, you see, that's that's indicative of your broken consciousness, because a quality man. The way he's going to approach you is probably going to be with hello, good evening. But because you've been conditioned that a man is not approaching unless he what's happening, baby. Ooh, we baby got back. Ooh. See, you're looking for a clown. You've been conditioned to look for a clown so much so that when a king speaks to you and when a king steps to you respectfully, you don't even know how to respond. And then religion got you feeling like if you say hello to a man, that somehow saying hello to a man, you've lost your virtue. You know, that somehow because you save and you love God, that you, you're supposed to lose all of your social skills and you're supposed to walk around with a, with a scowl on your face like you've been baptized in pickle juice and then wondering why nobody lining up or nobody signing up. Well, you got to have positive social energy. You know, you got to have, you got to have positive social energy. If, if a man speaks to you and says, hello, you should be able to look at him. I mean, turn and look at him. Hello. Hello. How are you? Now, if he's going to a place that, that, that is, is disrespect, disrespectful, uncomfortable as a classy woman, you know how to shut that down. You know, have a good day. Have a good day and keep it moving. But don't ever be in a position where somebody's saying hello to you and you have not been trained to say hello. Good evening to you as well. How are you doing? Because you don't know how many great men have spoken to you in the past and you didn't even turn around to respect them enough to even look. You just assume that he flirted with me. Well, isn't that part of the process? But a man is flirting respectfully in a, in a way that uh, kings would approach and you don't know how to respond. He's he, he's what served the ball. Now you, you need to send it back. You, you don't even know how to send it back to see where this is going to figure out what frequency we own. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 24. It says a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. So a person that would have friends must show himself friendly. You can't walk around and lack basic social skills and then say, well, I'm invisible. You might just be mean. You might be cantankerous. And, And I get it. You know, doing what I do, I, I really get it. For a lot of you, you know, many women, it's it's not so much that um, you lack the social skills as much as it is you've been so disappointed and you've allowed those disappointments to steal your spirit. You know, you've had so many men to break your heart. 
that now it's almost like subconsciously you don't realize it, that you, you paint everybody with the same brush. You ain't giving nobody a shot now. And you got some good guys in here that are trying, but you keep shooting them down because you, you're, not, you're not putting out any positive social energy. And it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. It doesn't matter how a man sees you. If, if he doesn't feel something positive coming from your spirit, you know, if he's a king, he's, he's, he's got to move on, you know, because he's not he's not shooting for, uh, you know, a, a bedroom experience. Kings are looking for queens. And so one of the first things a king is looking for is a woman that can at least be nice to me, a woman that can at least, you know, have the social um, uh, aptitude to say hello, respond. Number four, why, why are some women seemingly invisible to men? Number four, um, I, I, got to, I got to give this one to you now. I got to give this one to you. Many times you feel invisible to men because there's no emphasis relative to you. Now listen to me, because we always got to do what? We got to start with what we can control. You can't move over there and start trying to manipulate things you can't control. You have to make certain that you've covered all of your bases in terms of what you can control in this scenario. And number four, there's been no emphasis on being your best self. You have this desire for a certain kind of man and that's what you that's what you're believing for. But if you really were to take a real honest look at yourself, you have not perfected yourself to that degree. In other words, you're looking for you want you want to attract a man that's at a level you've not committed yourself to. And so because you've not emphasized being your best, it means that you have not fully manifested. You've not fully actualized and it's hard to attract what you what you have not. It's hard to attract what you're not. So you are the time that you're spending, you know, travailing over. I want a man, my girlfriend's getting married and the clock is ticking and so forth and so on. And, you, you know, all of this kind of thing, that time should would be better utilized if you spent that time looking at the components of your life that need to be perfected. Your money, you know what I mean? Your social skills, um, your health. You need to become the best version of you and you need to be committed to becoming the best version of you. You need to marry becoming your best version. And there's something about when you feel good about yourself and you're not you're not a, adopting all of these uh, standards of the world that says, well, a woman got to be this and a woman got to be that. No, 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 no. You're not going to buy into that because that's slavery. But you, you go inside and you say, okay, now what does the best version of R.C. Blake's look like? I, I'm not going to compete with all of these different standards the world has. What, what, 
What do I need to accomplish to be able to look in the mirror at myself and say, I approve? See, when you when you begin to emphasize being your best version, your energy is going to change. And there's a magnetism that's going to um, come from you that's going to reach out and pull certain things into your life. People's attraction to us is ignited by our sense of self-worth. So important for you to really emphasize being your best self. Everybody talking about, I'm going to live my best life. You got to be your best self to live your best life. And when you, when you are your best self, there's an attraction that is generated through a sense of self-worth. You can't buy it off the rack. You can't run it off at the gym. Come on now. It comes from the inside. When, when you give yourself a standard to be your best self, and you're reaching for that every day, there, there's an energy that comes from you. When the self-worth is in place, the pursuit of self-satisfying excellence is obvious. Because at the end of the day, kings are attracted to excellence. Now, I know some people say, well, you know, king want this, a king want a woman that's going to be this body type, and a king want a woman that's going to, you know... Kings like what they like. Kings, every flavor, every size. You got kings that, you know, will love you just like you. But you know what you got, they got to have in you? They got to have self-love. You got to love yourself. To project and to have the presence you need to have as a queen, he got to sense that this woman loves herself. And when you love yourself and there's an emphasis on you being the best version of you, there's an attractiveness that flows from you. Excellence is attractive. Think about this. Think about this. Think about the moguls in media, music, uh, even religion. Um, think about the moguls who lack the, the popular aspects of attractiveness, what the world says is attractive, what's popularly known as attractive. Think about all of the great people in the world who are most attractive, who lack the, the attributes that the world says, these are the attributes of attractiveness. But yet they are some of the world's most attractive people. That if they walk down the street, you know, gangs of people would mob them. Why is that? They, they don't fit into this standard that the world says you need to be this and you need to be that. But there's something about them that's just attractive. And you know what it is? It's excellence. It's, it's excellence. It's, um, it's, it's achievement. It's self-actualization. Kings are attracted to women who are committed to excellence, who are self-actualizing, who are productive. So the emphasis on being your best rather than sitting around here, you know, lamenting that I'm 30 years old, I'm 35, I'm 40. And, and you're not really dedicating yourself to being your best version is self-destructive. Because now you, you lack you lack the frequency to communicate with the kind of man that you're trying to reach. 
And listen to what the Bible says in Daniel 6 and 3. It says, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. He was, he was favored because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. There's something about excellence that is attractive. Now, number five, let me hear it before I get into too much trouble here. Why do I feel like I'm invisible? Why, why am I a woman and I feel like I'm invisible to men? Number five, we got to start. We have to start with what we can control in this matter. We cannot start with other people. We have to start with us. Number five. You may feel like you're invisible because there there may be some unconscious, unresolved anger issues from your past. Anger carries an energy that repels. And sometimes, you know, you have issues from your past that you've not really processed, you've not really dealt with. And what's going on is you're carrying that energy, you're carrying that anger, and you don't realize it. And it's not that it's not that you're invisible as much as it is you're not available. You 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 say uh, you want a relationship, you want a man, but when you get around men, that anger that's unresolved from, you know, whatever the situation was with him or them uh, resurfaces. The Bible talks about how a root of bitterness will spring up at the most inopportune time and trouble you. In other words, it'll create problems for you in your life moving forward. And sometimes you have to pause, you know, after, after one of these horrific relationships, sometimes you just really have to pause and you have to process and you have to actually work your way through forgiveness and releasing all of the anger. Because if you don't and you try to just, you know, leave out of that situation and go into another situation, what happens is you just simply transfer the anger to a man or to a potential man that um, had nothing to do with it. And so whereas, whereas you could have made a connection now you're, you're, you're incapable of making a connection because of a, a frequency that's beneath the surface. You don't even you don't even realize this is happening. But this guy is picking up on this this anger and there's a there's a tension. There's an aggression that, you know, emanates from you when you have unresolved anger issues. From your past, you got you got to deal with it, you know, you, you got to deal with it. Um, because um, if you don't, if you don't, it will it will continue to plague you. You'll wonder why is it? And then sometimes you'll have a guy that will you know approach and try, and you don't even realize you're doing it. But you're giving off these signals that you you're mad with the world. You're giving off these signals. You know, for instance, here's here's an example of what I mean by that. Um, you had an abusive relationship where um, brother did not handle you right. And so now in your mind, that anger says, 
No man is ever going to abuse me again. No man is ever going to use me and take advantage of me again. So now when you're talking to a new guy and he's trying to have the conversation, you know, you don't even realize it. You know, you, you making statements like, ain't no man going to tell me what to do. Ain't, ain't no man going to ever tell me what to do. Ain't, ain't no man going to ever hurt me. No man's going to ever hurt me. And dude is like, okay, okay, all right, good evening, good evening. And now you're feeling invisible when the reality is you're not available. And until you, until you process all of that pain from your past, you will not be available. And in your, it, you know, in your conscious mind, it, it will um, register as rejection when the reality is it wasn't a rejection, it was a repelling because you have stuff you need to process and deal with before you even approach or even try to go out into a setting to be found. You got to heal. You have to heal. Um, the Bible says in Proverbs 22 and 24, Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man, thou shalt not go. You cannot have all of this anger in you for him and them and then think that you're going to be able to embrace. It's not going to happen. They're going to pick up on it. Especially if you have a good man that is sensitive. See, because this is something else to consider. The kind of man that 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 you you will need is a man that is going to be sensitive to your spirit. Because he's going to he's going to understand that he's going to need to be able to minister to your spirit. But if he if he if he initially meets you and he feels all of this anger coming from your spirit, it makes him um, you know, it, 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 it prevents him, should I say, from being able to appreciate who you really are. Because, see, he doesn't know your story. All he knows is your present energy. That's something for you to deal with in private, you see. Number five, why is it that some women feel like um, you're invisible to men today? Number five, low confidence. Low confidence or no confidence. Contrary to popular opinion, one of the most attractive things about anybody is their inner confidence. One of the most attractive things about anybody is their inner confidence. And while you're running on the treadmill and, you know, your, your grandma was a 10, your mama was a 12, your sister eight, and, you know, you're trying to run yourself down to a four. Mm-mm. Even if you starve yourself and get there, you're going to look strange because somebody told you this is the this is the way you got to be beautiful. You got all this stuff all over you. Eyelashes way out there like, like, like birds wings. Wind come along, you fly away. Mm-mm. You, you, you ought to put yourself together. No doubt about that. You ought to you ought to make your best presentation physically. You know, you ought to dress yourself properly. You ought to put your makeup on properly. But my point is, after you've done that, really before you've done that, you need to work on clothing your spirit. You got to have an inner confidence that when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, you bad. 
And see, if you can really believe that, and if you can hit the world like that, there's something about women who have this inner confidence without arrogance, but a woman that has this inner confidence that says, I'm bad all by myself, you know? I'll give you an opportunity to participate. There's something about that woman that becomes attractive to, to, to a man that's a king. And while you're trying to do all of the external things, nothing wrong with that. Do all that. You know, be, be the best version of you. Don't, do not fail to make certain that you have the beauty of, of inner confidence. That means you got to do what? You got to do some self-work. This is what I mean when I say sometimes you ain't ready for a relationship yet. You got to do some self-work. You and God. And sometimes you need a counselor or a therapist to help you to process certain things so that you can put certain things to bed so that you can so that you can meet life with the boldness of a lion, the wisdom of an eagle. Confidence. And then number six, and I'm done. Number six, I saved, I saved, <laughs> I saved the worst part for last so I could run out the back door if I have to. Why do I feel invisible, Bishop? Why, 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 why certain women feel invisible to, to men uh, in the world today? Number six, you may feel invisible because you've been ignoring the guy that sees you because you're addicted to the guy that's unavailable. It may not be that you're invisible as much as you, as much as it is. You're ignoring the guy that sees you while you're looking for the guy that's not available. Sometimes you're not invisible as much as you are ignoring the people that see you. I can't say that enough. There there are many of you that have great men that they work. They make their own money. They love God. They're respectful. They're not bad looking men. <laughs> One lady said to me, Bishop, are you saying I need to get me a man as, that I can't look at? No, I'm not saying that to you. I would never tell you that. Mm-mm. I would never tell you that. But beauty and handsomeness, these things are uh, subjective, you know. But there's a guy that may be an average looking guy. He may be a you know, average looking guy, but he may be a king in character. Hmm. You can take that average looking guy if 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 you can only if you can only pay attention to the to the guy that sees you and stop running behind the addiction you have to the guy that's not available. See, because the guys that you're tr- you're attracted to, they don't want wives. They want a body count. They just want to add another notch. The guys that would be husbands are usually the guys that, you know, they're sitting back in the cut. They're not as aggressive. They're just as much man, but they're just not as aggressive. They're assertive, but they're not as aggressive. And you look over them looking for what Hollywood said you ought to be looking for, but that ain't even available. And so you're looking over the person that sees you looking to a person 
That's not even real. And you're saying, I'm invisible. No, you're ignoring the one that sees you because the way your relational value system works, you start from the outside and you hope you got something good on the inside, which is not wise because there are a whole lot of beautiful packages that's full of garbage. When you become wise and life beats you up enough and you waste enough years, now you start looking for a man that has the internals and you realize you can put a whole lot of this external stuff on him later. You can take a pretty boy, but you can't make him work. But you can take a working man and you can clean him up. A lot of them look pretty good when you, you know, put them in tubs, scrub them and what have you. Get them a haircut. <laughs> But you're ignoring the guy that sees you because of your addiction to the men that are unavailable. <sighs> this was a tough one. And I, I know, please, y'all just be nice. Be nice. Father, I thank you today for this opportunity that I've had to share these truths with your people. Now, God, I thank you for allowing something that I've said to resonate in the name of Jesus. Let lives change because of what we've discussed tonight. Let lives change in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, I need you to do a few things for me. Uh, Number one, remember I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a pastor. I'm a man. If you need counseling, There's a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. We've partnered with them. And um, you can get a licensed professional counselor that you can talk to over the phone, which is amazing to me. Also, don't forget to stop by my website and um, to sign up for my mailing list. I would love to be able to reach out to you and to communicate with you and let you know what's going on. The fact about it, speaking of things going on, Uh, We're getting ready to have, in the month of October, we are getting ready to have Kingology, the Cyber Conference. That's for men. I'm going, I'm beginning to talk to the men. Kingology, the Cyber Conference is happening in October. And in December, we are doing Queenology 2.0, the second half. It's going to be amazing. And you can go to rscblakes.com and you can register for Queenology. I think Kingology may be available as well. You may be able to register for Kingology as well. But get there. Don't forget to stop by Amazon. Pick up uh, any or all of my books. Don't forget to stop by rscblakes.com. Check out my online programs. They are designed to be affordable for mass consumption. Queenology, uh, Queenology 2.0, the training for reigning. The first half of it is is there as an online program. Uh, Soul Ties, Transcending the Father Wound, Wisdom for Women in Ministry. All of these are online programs. You'll have lifetime access to all of the content of whichever one you might purchase. So I love you. I thank God for you. Lisa and I appreciate you. Thank you for always supporting us. We really, really, we, we, you know, we don't even have the words to be able to articulate how much, how appreciative and how grateful we are for you. 
We thank God for you. Now, I know I'm missing something, but until next time, I'm R.C. Blakes signing off. And I want you to know that you're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. I'll see you next time. God bless you. I love you.